0: Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential.
1: I do believe that we as real estate professionals, that the agents who truly put the customer first And the money follows later on down the road are the ones who have the biggest longevity in our system they have the most loyalty and they get the most repeat and referral business in fact the great ones honestly don't even have to prospect or network or do any of those things anymore now there are as as you mentioned you know through ai and a bunch of great and interesting ways that I think will make sales professionals more effective and more efficient. But again, I I think that's the one constant that will remain, you know, at the end of the day, they need a true professional and a human being who's going to help them navigate the process and get them the best outcome.
0: Welcome to The Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Belt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they learn navigating this ever-changing industry.
2: So I'm here with Brenna Nath, the leader of HousingWire's HW Plus and events business. Brenna, welcome. Hey. So we're gonna talk about HousingWire Annual for a minute. So I don't know if this event is for you. It's certainly not for everybody in our audience, but it is for the leaders of the housing industry. We have built HousingWire Annual for mortgage banking, mortgage origination, capital markets, and real estate brokerage leaders. Brenna, give us a glimpse into what the leaders of our industry can expect at Housing War Annual.
3: It's always great to know who else is going to be in the room, right? So, I mean, just this week wrapped up a call with Ginger Wilcox. who is now the president of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. That's a great example of someone who's been across the housing, real estate, mortgage industry. Other great speakers include Baron Silverstein. He's the president over at New Res, Cindy Keith, chief strategy officer at NFM Lending, Alec Hansen, Chief Marketing Officer at Lone Depot. I'm specifically saying their titles and the companies because I think that really lets you have a perspective of who are the peers in this space um, and really some of the biggest companies out there that you want to kind of mingle with.
2: We're also bringing some of uh, the industry thought leaders and economics and data like Logan Modashami and Mike Simonson, who are both part of our team at HW Media, and Sandra Thompson from the FHFA is also joining us. So, like I said in the beginning, this event is not for everybody in the housing industry, but it is for the leaders who want to help define the future of mortgage and real estate. If you're interested, check out our website. It's October 10th at the Hyatt Lost Pines near Austin, Texas. Brent, any other details?
3: Uh, it's a great place to bring your family, I would say, but even if it's just your team or coworkers, this is a great spot to bring those people closest to you to either learn about the industry or spend extra time with your family and rest, along with Get the Knowledge.
0: Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt. I'm the Senior Director of Data and Content for HW Media, which includes HousingWire and Real Trends. And today, I'd like to welcome Mike Meadler. He is the CEO of Century 21. So
1: welcome, Mike. Hey, Tracy. Great to be back with you.
0: Yeah. I I know... You know, obviously you've, we've talked before, you're, you've been in the business for a long time. Um, and you've seen a lot of changes and I really want to start. Um, I know you used to manage like the global growth of Century 21 before, um, taking on the CEO role. So what are some of like the greatest lessons that you've learned about the industry, um, over all of your years in the industry?
1: Well, that's a great question. I mean, uh, you know, I I say to everybody um, anytime I'm out there with our agents or our companies is I I love this industry because I truly believe it is one of the best businesses and one of the greatest industries you can be a part of. I mean, where else can you make as much money as you possibly want? Sky's the limit, uncapped, Um, you know, more than people who go through years and years of college and university and schooling. Um, And at the same time, uh, be your own boss, your own entrepreneur, set your, you know, your strategy, your business plan and go about executing on it, Uh, but also deliver the dream of home ownership, right? The thing that uh, honestly um, moves people uh, into the middle class, right? they, Build uh, most of their equity is through real estate in this country and even in other countries as well. Um, and, and really, you know, uh, the emotional side of it, which is, you know, handing those keys over to first time home buyers or uh, people who are first time from a family perspective uh, purchasing a home. So it's, it's really a gratifying industry. Um, and I'd say that, you know, this will be a common theme probably. And I say it all the time, but I think, you know, what I've learned uh, probably the most is it, it's really, um, a people driven industry. Um, And, you know, each one of the brands or companies or uh, consumer experiences is only as good as the professional or person who is on the other side of the equation. Um, And, you know, I, I think that's why I love this industry is because of that people and personal connection uh, that you get through it uh, when it's also the largest financial purchase and sometimes one of the most cumbersome that you're going to make in a lifetime. So um, it really is a people-driven industry, uh, which I think we've learned uh, certainly over the last couple of years through the pandemic and COVID and a lot of the transformation that's happened in the industry. Um, and that's kind of one of my biggest takeaways. It's one of the things that you know I, I feel like is um, the key component to any organization or to, you know, any company or any small business is really the, the people who are part of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know um, that you have a reputation of, of being that being kind of your calling card, um, you know, being excellent at kind of driving growth and building those relationships to, to drive that growth. So I wanted to find out what are some of the initiatives that Century 21 has this year to really continue to drive growth?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we just sat down just last week, Tracy, um, starting to plan out 2024. Um, And, you know, one of the things uh, in the real estate business is like, and probably any business, right, is you always have to be growing. You always have to have an eye and a focus on growth. And, you know, one of the things that's been on our card for the last three years is really bringing in New companies to the Century 21 system. And, you know, quite candidly, uh, this year, and I, I said this at our conference, our goal here domestically was to bring in 75 new companies into the Century 21 system. And that, whether that be an entrepreneur in a local marketplace that is looking for something new to grow their business or whether it be one of our existing customers um, looking at consolidating and growing horizontally through a merger acquisition, right? Our goal for our company was 75 new companies or for our domestic group was 75 new companies. We actually challenged all of our global partners uh, just in Rome at the end of the last year to do the same thing, to have that same type of focus, to set a big goal for themselves because, you know, growth obviously comes from a franchising perspective, through bringing on brand new companies who, you know, then go and represent your brand well. Now, the toughest part of that is making sure that you're aligning with the right companies, right? The the right companies, the right entrepreneurs who have the same mission, the same vision, the same kind of mindset that you have because, you know, in, in our world, like we are only as good as every Century 21 agent who holds our card in a marketplace or every Century 21 Broker who flies our flag and has, you know, the sign up on their building space. So um, it's really a matter of trying to pick the right person to grow with, uh, who is growth minded and has the consumer um, and that consumer focus front and center, because those are the ones who resonate with us and quite candidly have the biggest opportunity for growth inside of our Century 21 brand.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and obviously Century Twenty One is a part of anywhere, and um, there are several brands under that umbrella. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you really define your value proposition, um, and a little bit about like um, from a recruiting aspect or even a, even a franchising aspect. What um, you know, what are some of the things that set you apart?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say first and foremost, it's our our heritage, right? I mean, uh, in a lot of places, um, you know, 50 plus years doesn't have a, um, uh, a great um, connotation to it, right? People feel like uh, maybe it's your grandmother's brand or, you know, it's been a brand that's been around for a very long time. Um, but I can tell you, and that's part of like what we did and why we refreshed the brand a few years back. Um, but what what a 50 year history also means is that, you know, we are the most recognized and generally the most respected in the industry um, for exactly that reason. That we've spent 50 years building out our brokerage base, our agent base and, and serving consumers. And so, you know, when a Century 21 agent sits down at a kitchen table and, you know, describes what the Century 21 value proposition is and, you know, our the size of our network and all these places that you're going to be marketing to like the brand stands for trust and confidence. And you don't have to explain what Century 21 is or what business we're in. And so I'd say, uh, you know, that's, that's the number one thing. Um, the other thing, and I think a, a true distinction is we are truly the only global residential real estate brand. There are many other brands out there who are in many different countries. Um, they just don't happen to have the same presence we do um, and the same agent count and or office count uh, around the globe, and you know, I, I just saw recently. I think it was just last week. NAR, um, you know, kind of put out there how many overseas folks are coming here to the U.S. to continue to purchase. And I think it was it was down from obviously pre-pandemic levels, but there was like fifty or sixty billion dollars in you know homes purchased uh, from folks overseas, and so there's a a huge referral base that exists there, and. Uh, from a global perspective, it's it's definitely unique. And then I would say, you know, the, the last side of it and really where you get down to value proposition is literally the foundation of what we bring to our agent base, right? Um, whether that's lead generation, whether it's our marketing platform, whether it's cutting edge technology like Moxie, whether it's our coaching and training platform that helps elevate people's businesses, um, you know, all those things are only as good as the agents who are going to go out and use them but we believe that we have what we would call a first class total suite for agents to be able to improve their business.
0: Yeah. And you used to have those uh, snazzy uh, gold jackets. I think you should bring back like maybe a metallic gold or something.
1: <laughs> so, so you laugh, right, Trace? I mean, I, gosh, I, uh, I was just in Southern California and Northern California two weeks ago. And, um, You know, when I go out there, I'll get questions from some of our old timers like about the gold jacket. And I see them hanging in people's offices, um, you know, the old versions of them. And I have to tell you, like there is a marketing play to that that still exists today. Right. Um, If you if you put that on and you walk into Home Depot and have your pin on. You could bet somebody's going to ask you what's happening in real estate. Why aren't there more homes for sale? What are mortgage rates doing? Right? It's just it's a unique qualifier that gets uh, the conversation started. Um, the other end of that is if you went to Japan or you went to you know uh, Mexico or some of our other countries around the globe, and I'd say a majority of them, they still wear that gold jacket pretty proudly because it is a great marketing tool. Uh, here in the U.S., we've evolved, but you know that's a whole different story.
0: Maybe some metallic gold bomber jackets or something like <laughs> that. <laughs> I'll talk to Liz. We we like fashion, so we'll 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 talk.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with
0: you. Oh, so I'm going to switch this in, in um, to a more personal, you know, kind of um, mode here. And I've you know I've talked to a lot of of brokers and and C level executives and. Um, they're all entrepreneurs. And and what I notice is that they all kind of have a lot of aha moments, but there are usually a couple of them that really um, stick out where they changed a business practice or they changed themselves or they took a new position or whatever it might be um, that really impacted them going forward. So for you, what was that one or two aha moments that really impacted you the most?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think there's there's a couple for me. I mean, you know, one of it, and, and I think we in this industry t- tend to get wrapped up in this a lot, is that um, I-, I believe that less is actually more. Um, we had, uh, I was at one of our Anywhere strategy meetings, uh, not this summer, but the summer before, and one of our board members who was on a panel um, said to me, and I think this is really kind of uh, key to anybody's focus and success is that your to don't list should be a lot longer than your to-do list. And I think, you know, one of the things for me and my team, as we've had some very good growth success over the last two years, is really getting intentional about where we had the opportunity for the biggest movement and really focusing the team around those opportunities. So, um, you know, I, I think in this space, we tend to want to be everything to everyone, um, and even from an agent perspective, right? There's there's generally you know three or four types of sales folks, sales professionals um, out there, and and you know what it is is trying to stay focused on really the core of what makes you successful. And so you know if you're a prospector, it's really spending a lot of your time prospecting and making sure that you're improving your skills and the tools. That you have to prospect or door knock or or phone call. <clears throat> if you're a networker, it's the same thing. It's really staying focused and true to who you are and what you're doing, and stick to that plan, and not trying to be everything to everyone. And I think, you know, again, in real estate, we try to be everything to everyone. When you have a big global brand like Century 21, um, you have agents who do farm and ag, they do commercial, they do fine homes and estates. Um, you know, they're all over the spectrum, and so. Um, What we really want to do from a real estate perspective and where we really have turned the corner, I think, is really being intentional about what we're trying to accomplish um, and focusing the entire team in that direction, letting them build their strategies around how they'll help support that, but really making that, uh, you know, to-do list really sharp and not necessarily worrying about all the other things that, you know, seem fun, seem cool, seem like we need to do them, but that, you know, really aren't going to move the needle.
0: Yeah, I can't remember who said it. Somebody said if you have more than three priorities, you don't have any priorities. Um, I, I love that. Yeah. Love that. So maybe it was Jim Collins. I can't remember for sure. It, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what you see as the future of real estate. Um, you know, I asked a question, uh I sent you a question about artificial intelligence, but before we really get into that what are some of the biggest trends that you're seeing um, that you think will be really important in the next couple of years?
1: I mean, look, I, I um, no matter how much we try to get away from this, or uh, you know, how much we think about you know, ChatGPT or AI or all the cool things um, that technology brings to this business. I do think, you know, for certainly my lifetime, um, that the trend in real estate, the agents and the professionals who are going to be most successful are those who truly center in on the customer and provide an amazing experience. I mean, we've probably talked about this before. I, I say it all the time, Tracy, but like there's a lot of different components, you know, somewhere up along the lines of 180 different steps from the time that somebody sees a home, you know, on their mobile phone to the time they get the keys in the process. And I think as real estate professionals, um, you know, honestly, real estate professionals in in our industry gets a bad rap a lot of the time because, you know, uh, people, it's a cumbersome process and people sometimes leave that process dissatisfied because of, you know, maybe something that was outside of our control in the mortgage process or at the closing table or, you know, with the home inspection or the appraisal or all these different components. And I I do believe that we as real estate professionals, and I've seen this over my, you know, 25 plus year track record um, in the brand is that the agents who truly put the customer first and the money follows later on down the road, are the ones who have the longest or I should say the biggest longevity in our system, they have the most loyalty and they get the most repeat and referral business. In fact, the great ones honestly don't even have to prospect or network or do any of those things anymore because of how they're viewed in the market and how much business comes their way through the way that they've uh you know kind of taken care of their customer. Now, there are as as you mentioned, you know, through AI and certainly technology a bunch of great and interesting ways that I think will make sales professionals more effective and more efficient so that they can spend more time you know delivering those great experiences to their customers and really working on their service um, but again I, I think that's the one constant that will remain I mean Tracy let, you know the one example I give is uh, you know the whole I uh, buying right I mean I buying seems super smart back in covid and Uh, you know, maybe even before it and everybody was all over it and everybody was jumping in and trying to do it. And now it seems like almost everyone has exited the marketplace because, you know, at the end of the day, they need a true professional and a human being who's going to help them navigate the process and get them the best outcome.
0: Yeah. I mean, the relationship part of real estate will never change, um, especially for agents. Um, but it, it, but I do feel like right now, um, with the market as uncertain as it is you have a lot of those agents who have never been through kind of a down market before getting out of the getting out of the um, industry mainly because they don't really understand how to prospect how to build their sphere how to build relationships um, what are you are you finding that to be a really big challenge for broker owners, or you know what do you, what are you what would you say are the top challenges that brokers are experiencing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think right now certainly um, you're seeing a lot of agents leave the business, and quite candidly, I I think in in a number of ways it's it's probably welcome. Uh, By agents who are truly professional and who treat this as a business and, you know, feel like maybe in the last couple of years, to your point, right, um, we, we joke around a lot is that, you know, many agents, because they entered the business literally in the last decade, plus or minus, have only seen an increasing marketplace and don't know how to have a conversation about a price reduction, right? Like that's the that's the running joke. Um, And and I think for brokers, um, certainly the washing of agents is, you know, is probably a positive thing because um, it will make the job of two great agents who are getting together in the middle uh, to get a deal for their consumer to the finish line a little bit easier. Um, That said, I think for me and what I hear a lot from our broker entrepreneurs around uh, the country is that the biggest thing right now is really keeping your agents Motivated and inspired to be showing up every single day and you know keep kind of grinding it out, keep prospecting, keep talking to consumers because you know we're uh I think just in June NAR said we're going to be at a rate of 4.1 million homes sold in this country, right? So in 2021, we had the highest amount of homes sold in a decade, in 2022, we had the lowest amount sold in a decade, and I think here we go into 2023 and it's going to be even lower. And so I think it's, it's you know, the real estate industry, because we are so cyclical, always brings a new and different challenge uh, to our real estate agents. And right now I think for brokers, um, it's trying to maintain that motivation and really keep people focused on the little things that they need to be doing to eventually get business downstream. Um, I think that's- Yeah, I
0: mean, I- I've- see a lot of brokers who are taking on a more coaching role than they had in the past um, and really working on that education um, side of things. And um, is that something you're seeing as well with the Century 21?
1: Absolutely. In fact, uh, I I asked Greg Harrelson, who's one of our our great real estate brokers down in uh, Myrtle Beach and through some other North and South Carolina markets. Um, He's a a great coach, been in the industry forever. He's a good friend of mine. But I, I asked him um, to host a panel at our upcoming leadership event about coaching and training in today's market. Because to your point earlier, coaching and training today is different than it was literally just 12 or 18 months ago. Uh, the things you have to be talking about, the talk tracks and scripting around navigating the market, the amount of times people have to reach out to consumers in order to keep them, you know, kind of uh, in the pipeline. And so um, it, it is all about, again, I think, I say there's four common opportunities in this business, right? Number one is recruiting, number two is retention, number three is coaching and training, and of course, the last and most important for brokers is is managing their profitability and so um you know, I think coaching and training is certainly taking on a new definition here in the last twelve months,
0: yeah, absolutely and and um Obviously, brokerage is a low margin business. And like you said, maintaining your profitability, a lot of them are doing it through affiliated services. Are you seeing any new um, affiliated services out there? Um, I know there's some concierge, there's some remodel, like some different services like that. Anything that you see trending
1: You know, I I think it's probably all the above, you know, at anywhere we have, uh, you know, a real vitalized program where um, we do some of the same stuff that you're talking about. I mean, obviously, I think um, staging uh, was and continues to be an important part uh, in the real estate business, Um, you know, and when homes are selling as quickly as they do and with inventory as short as it's been, some of those aren't as important as, you know, maybe they are in a more normalized market. But, you know, I, I think for us, it's it's we're trying to figure out how we get our broker's hands on things like title, like mortgage. Um, and, and we do that through some of our anywhere relationships, which helps bring additional profitability. Because to your point, like the, the margins in our business continue to decrease. Everybody is looking at a way to do better, cheaper, easier. Um, and I feel like, you know, in some ways, uh, we, we become our own worst enemy in the way that we discount out there. But at the same time, um, you know, there are other ways. I mean, you know, one of the big things that I keep hearing about, certainly uh, when I was in California uh, and a lot of the coastal cities in, is insurance, right? I mean, insurance has become a major topic in our industry right now. Um, and I think we're going to have to, as a, as a team at a, at a bigger level, um, for NAR and, and and some of the bigger players is really try to help figure that component out because of what's happened to prices and replacement costs and all those other things. Um, it, it becomes honestly quite scary when you see what's happening in states like California and Florida.
0: Yeah, I'm in Florida and it is a nightmare. Um, I'm not even on the coast. I'm inland and our homeowners insurance doubled this year um you know it's and we and actually we got dropped from our we had to get a new roof they and we got dropped and had to find another policy so yeah it it's really a nightmare for agents in Florida and brokers in Florida dealing with that and obviously California has that issue as well so
1: i mean to your point it's real i mean think about that i don't know how long you've been with your insurance company i just heard a story about somebody who was with their insurance company 30 years they wound up coming, inspecting the property, felt like they had too many trees around their house and they got dropped. And so it's like, you know, now you're scrambling in a very real situation for, you know, homeowners is that like, <laughs> you know, your your most, your most expensive possession, um, not being insured, that's a scary place to be, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, I want to talk to you about opportunity for brokerage leaders. Um, you talked about kind of the four, basic opportunities um, but you know and a lot of times in these down markets it's really a great opportunity to expand market share in that as well so what are you seeing as some of the the biggest opportunities that your um, brokerage leaders are taking advantage of right now
1: a- absolutely true I think right now um, you're more growth minded and growth focused broker owners are focusing just on that on growth um, you know you see a lot of people doubling down on the recruiting processes. Uh, But more importantly, and what we're seeing at Century 21 is a lot of merger acquisitions that are taking place in the market, right? Um, I go back to all the reasoning on what's happening in the market. And, you know, uh, we talked about shrinking uh, margins and profitability. Uh, There's 80 to 90,000 brokerages that exist out there across the U.S., Uh, many that are very small, very mom and pop, if you will, where they have you know, a couple dozen agents maybe. And the broker owner is also, you know, uh, a top agent who has to sell real estate in order to keep the lights on and pay the rent and, you know, feed uh, the copier and all those other things. And so um, we have seen a large amount of merger acquisitions. In fact, we've we've right now through the mid-year have done as much M&A as we had all previously of 2022. And we have something like, 30 or 40 of them in the pipeline. And so, you know, this is, again, an industry because it's cyclical where you see a lot of expansion and compression, right? And there will be additional brokerages that get set up through a downturn. uh, But also we are in an aging industry where uh, quite candidly, I think the average or median age of a broker is somewhere in their 60s, according to NAR. And, you know, a lot of these folks have been in it for a long time. And, Uh, They need a succession plan and whether that's going to be selling it to a top agent or a family member or, you know, someone in the community. um, I think it's one of the added kind of like bonuses that's built in in a network that's been around so long is that we do offer succession plans. We do help our broker owners, uh, our entrepreneurs take out some of the value that they've created in their businesses over, you know, the decades that they put into it. And in real estate, as you know, like there's, there's no pension, there's no 401k, like, um, you know, people work really hard at their businesses. And I feel like it's our fiduciary responsibility to make sure that they can take advantage of that when it is time to sunset or when it is time to leave the business. But um, it's certainly a trend. I think you're not just seeing in our brand, but across the industry right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely, especially kind of that local M&A and like you said walkovers um with some of those smaller, you know, broke selling brokers who who are really having a difficult time right now with the, with the way the market is. Um so yeah, and and you know, people hear a lot about the big acquisitions and 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 that they don't hear as much about those um but but that hyper local it it's really a perfect time to Continue to grow not only your market share in your city, but to expand out to other, you know, uh, local cities around you for brokers.
1: And Tracy, I, I think you're onto something here because, you know, like a lot of these scenarios become a one plus one equals three. Right? It becomes a huge home run for the broker who is really struggling, working on their business and growing, and operationally being able to stay competitive in the marketplace that we're in because, you know, again, like we talk about inflation, like costs are rising everywhere. And so just even a run of business becomes more and more cumbersome. And so, you know, I I think there's a lot of scenarios that are happening that become very big win-wins for everybody involved.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I want to talk to you about kind of inspiration and motivation. Any, um, you know, authors you're reading right now, business coaches, um, podcasts you're listening to, where are you looking for kind of inspiration or motivation?
1: Yeah, no, uh, great question. I, you know, I, I probably should read more than I actually do. I spend, uh, most of my time, obviously on the road with our Century 21 brokers and uh, a lot more of it uh, with my family. Um, I, I am I am people inspired, to be quite candid with you. Um, and whether that's, you know, my family who inspires me personally to do the things that um, I want to do for them and, and together. Um, but uh, but I'm more inspired by a lot of the stories and a lot of the cool things that um, the people of Century 21 opened my eyes to, right? And whether that's, You know, people in their in their neighborhood or who are part of their company, who are maybe a little bit less fortunate, who are have fallen on tough times, and so I I get a lot of my inspiration from the people who are part of our system. It's why I love being out on the road, love being with them, hearing the stories. Um, You know, just a couple uh, last week it was no two weeks ago um, we had our international week of giving. So for our 50th anniversary, uh, we rolled out our International Week of Giving. It was on our birthday, July 28th. Uh, We've turned it into a week. And, you know, we've had a philanthropic partnership with Easter Seals where we've given like over $140 million back to that organization. And so um, people around our network uh, have figured out ways to whether it be Easter Seals or some other philanthropic partner that they have attached themselves to um, take that week and really give back to their communities. Um, And and even, you know, not just money, it's as easy as going to the park and cleaning up. And so, you know, I I find my inspiration to be some of the stories that I hear and see across our network, um, Mm -hmm. people who are less fortunate and what our Century 21 professionals are doing of it. Uh, you know, real estate in general, if you think about it, I don't think there's any other industry that gives back to their local community. A lot of times on purpose, right? Because it's good for business. But a lot of times it's just in what they do. And so another reason I love this industry is because of how much we are literally doing for our local communities.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I know that Anywhere Ant um, and all of its brands are very focused on community giving and and charitable giving. And um, I love that. So... Uh, My last question is just what's next for century one, uh, 21, anything new coming up, anything we should look forward to, um, you know, what's, what's coming up.
1: Yeah. So Trace, uh, I think one of the spaces that, um, me and our marketing team, Amber Wooden and her group have been focused on is, you know, social media is such a big buzzword, but, um, I do believe as you have some of the largest generations, whether it's millennials or Gen Z right behind them. Um, Everybody is literally starting their home search on their mobile phone. And most people uh, in those categories spend more time on social media than they do like almost anywhere else. I mean, I, my kids like who are, you know, nine years old and certainly some high schoolers like they are more into social media than they are on television or anything else. And so you know, we're pushing pretty heavy into that space. I think um, it's a space in the industry where um, nobody does a really great job of it. And so uh, we got some really cool stuff that we're coming out with and coming up with and really going to help our agents kind of put their names front and center. I think behind that is kind of attached to what I talked about a little bit earlier is like People are looking at ratings and reviews online constantly, whether I'm going to a restaurant I've never been to or I'm buying a new you know, athletic shoe like I'm looking at what other people are saying about it. And we've tried to impress on our teams how important it is that when they do an amazing job serving their customer, they need to put it out there because that's where people are looking at them right? And so, uh, you know, we're pushing all in into that space. And we think it's going to be something that uh, we can do a great job winning at.
0: So we should look for TikTok Mike coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. Well, Mike, thanks so much for joining the Real Trending Podcast. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Um, and I wish you the best of luck this coming year. I know that it's um, hopefully going to be, you know, interest rates will, will drop a little and, and things will start pushing up again. So
1: we appreciate that, Trace. Always a pleasure speaking to you and uh, have a great rest of your summer.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Mike. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.